Hello, everybody. It is October 22nd. It is a beautiful day, nice and cloudy. This is Redacted Recover Your Mind podcast. My name is Mitchell. I have here. I'm Adam. So today we're talking about Israel, and it sounds like they're stepping up their retaliation on the Gaza because of things that have been happening lately. We're going to try and talk about the prophets of old because of the prophecies with the Israel thing, and possibly, if we have time, get to near-death experiences. I love that little part at the end. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Adam, we talked about Israel last week. We've kind of got a couple pots that cast things, mm-hmm. like, you know, levels and equipment and stuff figured out. So it's a little bit, this might be the most put together we've ever been. Yeah. Get better a little every time, right? Episode 13. This is yours and my fifth, fourth, fourth, fifth. At least fifth. Uh, yeah. Maybe so. Fifth. Maybe. I think it's fifth. We, I know we had four. I don't know if we had five. But. For sure it's five. I think this, this is five. Neat. The uh, statistic is if you get four, at least four podcasts, you're probably going to keep podcasting because people usually say by four podcasts, they give up. So we're going to be like Joe Rogan? Oh, yeah. Cool. You're already bald. Yep. We have a table. <laughs> Podcasting equipment. He's buffer than me though. He can kick harder. By the time <laughs> by the time we get our video stuff figured out at the rate mm. that we're figuring out it now, mm-hmm. we could be that buff. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Got a new goal. So my next goal well, I think our next goal should be playing with the intro a little bit. Mm-hmm. And getting like a, an announcer, mm. even if it's AI, I'm leaking out all our our secrets. Mm. My next goal is, and I think you would like this too, because you've never met my brother Lucas, who is my brother that really believes a lot of this stuff and actually looks into a lot of the stuff that you and I have, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <whistles> all I can think of in my head is um. Too sexy for my sweatshirt. <laughs> no, I was wondering if you'd hear the zipper or not. It's funny when I took mine off before we recorded. You could, but nobody can hear. But Adam just took a sweatshirt off, and it. Now Mitchell he says can't he's think. not buff, but it was just distracting. I didn't see it in your eyes. <laughs> I was trying not to bring up what I brought up, and then I I let it go. So, yeah. but That's I don't what know. We do. I want to bring my brother on one of these times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be cool. I figured out how to do it with our equipment. Yeah. So I think you'd enjoy it too. I want to jump into, because everybody, everybody's heard about it. It's all over the place. Israel again, we've talked about it now. Um, we kind of plugged some people who are really, really looking into it and really sharing what's going on over there. We shared about what we thought it could be prophecy-wise, or what our thoughts were on it. One thing that I looked up, one of the most recent things going on there, is Israel just put out a statement saying that they're stepping up their retaliation attacks on Gaza. Yep. 
Is Gaza kind of the epicenter of where stuff is going on in there? I know the Gaza Strip and where it is in relation to the nation of, of Israel. Well, that's where Hamas is set up. Is that where they... That's where the Palestinians are, Palestinians. Um, well, is that where they came but, from, or is that where they invaded to and then set up? I don't I don't know where Hamas came from, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I guess I haven't thought of it that way. I just, I know that all these terrorist organi- organizations, I basically feel like they're all the same, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that's all, I guess, th- that's all I know is that they're... Uh, that's where they're set up. That's where their tunnels are. That's where they took the hostages. And, um, you know, they fired their missiles from the hospitals in Gaza. So, so where I'm from? Yeah. Like, um, I want to hear, like, or I want to say I heard that the, their military stuff, basically, they set up under or around hospitals and stuff like that because that's what they do is they, they wanted Israel to bomb civilians you know that's what they do they hide in front behind them or whatever and um it's but yeah low, yeah you know? yeah so that's what that's the whole thing that's why there's so much controversy too is because um y- you know any retaliation israel does is there's going to be civilians in the way and all the people people just don't understand that it, it's either it's either that or it's just let it happen again and again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and I know there's people out there that are talking about we have to attack to, you know, save people. And what do they call it? Uh, collateral damage. Right. So there's the people that are going collateral damage is going to happen. We have to snuff it out before it gets any worse. Right. And there's the people that are going, well, wait, hold it on this is going to be too much collateral damage. We need to figure something else out. And they're like, there is nothing else to figure out. They're literally using these people as human shields. So do we negotiate with the terrorists or do we, you know, snuff snuff out the issue? Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, whoever's making those decisions and has to like come to that final decision, that's a big deal. Yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing. How do you, how do you, um, how do you make those decisions, you know, and, you know, um, I just had, that was way too what is all going on over here? <laughs> just Mitchell drinking this giant jug of water. <laughs> um, oh, and that, but that was the other thing that I was thinking too, to add into it is, um, what really got me thinking too, is the people in Gaza don't really have anywhere to go. Um, I, I just heard that I think Egypt was letting people cross in, I think. But it, when it's all started and everything, the civilians in Gaza didn't have anywhere to go to get out of there. But, you know, and so that raised it. And the reason I thought of that was because it's like, why don't these people just get out of there? Like, I feel like the civilians know that they're in harm's way, you know, Um well, and there's, so I don't know. It's crazy to think. They're probably just people trying to live their lives. Right. Like, that's but you all can live know. your lives anywhere. But do you have, and maybe you do, because I know that you save money better than I do. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have money to just, if, if, there was a, if there was an attack right now, I wouldn't have money to, to get up and move my 
family and everybody to a different country. And I guess it's a little different there because moving to a different country to us is like moving downstate. Well, and that's why, you know, my original thoughts went there is because, you know, if I live there, you know, I'd get my family out of there no matter what I could do, you know. Um, but that's what's, that's the hard thing is if you, if they're not letting you cross borders and stuff, what do you do? I well, mean, is Hamas, I would imagine Hamas is like right on the other side of the border too. Cause at one point they were literally driving over border fences with tanks. Right. Or not, it wasn't even tanks. It was bulldozers. Right. That's how militarily mm-hmm. put together they were mm-hmm. and a caterpillar bulldozer mowing down the the border fence. Right. I can imagine that if it was more of a military operation that they'd have them at the borders and there'd be people not letting people through. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it really just doesn't change the fact that we have no idea what it'd be like. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, and, yeah, you can't. I can't even imagine because that's what, what's next here is Israel, you know, it's a ground war going to go, I mean, essentially door-to-door, tunnel opening to tunnel opening, trying to rescue people and also trying to take out... I mean, you know, I've heard them say that literally they want to take out every person of Hamas. I mean, you know, um, which, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But but it's going to have to be a lot of that because they've already bombed a lot of the stuff they can bomb and everything. But Yeah, the... Erase from existence sounds really good mm. until you realize that they're basically cockroaches. Well, and I was yeah. just going to say, too, and the, the leaders, I guarantee the leaders are in different countries right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, watch them bomb over there. We're not even here. Well, you we know? can get political and talk about that. Like, I think that the leaders of Hamas are somewhere in the Iranian government, but right. they, <clears throat> who knows? It could be different than that. Yeah. Well, and it's that's personal part of... The stuff we talk about is Iran is basically what used to be Persia. Mm-hmm. And then you tie that in to, um, you know, the prophecies. They do talk about the prince of Persia rising yeah. up against Israel. And Persia joins, what's the one that starts with an M? Do you remember that? Because that's part of it. And they're saying that that is Russia. Was it Magog yeah. or something yeah. like that? Yep. Mo- Mogog. Something Mogag. like that. Yeah. Magog, I think is what it was in the in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Which was the Old Testament prophecy, I think. Not the New Testament prophecy. So there's, you know, translation things going on there. Always. And, yeah. and what they believe in what they called those areas back then too Mm -hmm. that would be that would be pretty lost to us but the one that i read it specifically pulled out the names iran and russia Mm -hmm. and they kind of seem to be (laughs) the problem children over there right now when it comes to playing nice with others you know oh yeah there's others right but they kind of seem to be the main instigators the leaders of people against other people (laughs) you know i mean especially obviously you know, the, the Middle East terrorist groups. I mean, you know, and that obviously that's not everybody in the Middle East, but right. that's it. You know, is that that's just what it's, that's where we've kind of 
known that that's stuff. Well, I mean, I guess in the, 100 years ago it was uh, Germans, you know. Yeah. I feel like that all, that was a long pause. I, feel like I know, that, that was kind of like a whole different, it's like, all right, where no, are we going like, with that? But yeah, That's Mitchell's thoughts. Um, I feel like that was a different step of end time prophecy mm-hmm. with coming from a different direction and, and further from the north. Mm-hmm. It also makes me wonder if these things, these prophecies that they're talking about now, because the says it's going to come from the north. And Russia's definitely from the north, and they're going to have a, a helper. You can talk about Iran. But what if the that prophecy was World War II? Germany from the north with Russia back then. I don't think Russia, you know, Hitler and Stalin weren't necessarily friends, but they weren't on the good side of World War II. Right. <clears throat> so, and what if the tribulation they're talking about seven years is actually seven decades? Right. And here we are, you know, nearing the end of that. Yeah. Just spitballing. No. Stuff that yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've thought of and learned. Yep. So. That's what I've been, you know, listening to is uh, um, trying to wrap my head around, you know, the parts of this that are um, uh, fulfilling parts of the prophecies, you know, and um, there are things I'm still still finding out more as I go or whatever, but... Speaking of updated news, this is a rabbit trail in a different direction. Did you hear about the updated news on the Mexican mummies? I have not. I didn't get to read the article, so I was hoping you had. Right. <laughs> no, and that's, I, you know, I've been so focused on this, you know, got a lot going on, and when I got time, that's what I've been working on is more of that. But I saw something else last night about um, Alien News 2. Um, so there's stuff going on because it was, it was something more about there was another person, uh, another whistleblower mm. um, that yeah. was more directly. There's an interview out there. He was more directly involved with the Well, and that's what made me think crafts. about it is I was starting to think, like, we're still hearing a lot about this and we're able to find it. Nobody has really went, aliens! Yeah. This is big, you know, look over here instead situation, which mm-hmm. I expected more of. Mm-hmm. Um. But I did see an article the other day, and it was only one little article. It wasn't all over the place, and it could have been fake news. It could have been just like a little hate article. Mm-hmm. But it said, um, what did it say? Basically, predicted outcome. They made it sound like they made it sound like just from that headline, it was fake without saying it was fake. Mm. New news from the Mexican alien mummies. Um, what we all saw coming or something like that. Right. You know? And I was like, no. Yeah, and that's hard to say, though, too, because there's a lot of that stuff out there that, you know, that once you do actually do click on it, it's like, oh, well, you get that's just an opinion. You yeah. know what I mean? There is a lot of that, too, because that is what's going on is there's, you know, the something comes out. Well, yeah, something comes out and there's just not, um, 
you know, we hear about it and then we wait to hear more about it. Just like the, um, uh, you know, the initial, um, conference that they had, um, uh, you know, and, but, and that's kind of what, like you were saying, like, that's kind of the stuff that since it's going this way, it's been a slow buildup. It's not just some, you know, I, it just leads me to believe there's more that's like, this is like a planned disclosure in a way, but not like in a conspiracy way, just more like, you know, I, I yeah, not, not such, not such a, bad intentions by people but more of yeah in the 40s we people couldn't just handle it if we because you know i'm sure the people handling it were all scrambled brains (laughs) thinking about it you know what really made me want to believe this one more than any of the other ones Mm -hmm. was the government specifically nasa's response to them not just giving up samples for anybody to use Mm-hmm. I know we talked about this in a different podcast that we did, but NASA was like, oh, so you're just going to look at it yourself and only people that you pay can look at it? You're not going to let the rest of us look at it? Like, that's real convenient. Yeah, like, we're really going to believe your your stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned it back then. Ooh, it sounds like they were being baited into a, whoops, what happened to them situation? Whoops, the Ben and Black situation. Whoop, everything's gone now. We don't know what happened. Right. You know, right. like as soon as, and, and it's like everybody was being like, well, we're not going to believe you unless you let us touch it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yet, no, 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 no. And I think, I, I think that was smart, but that's the problem is, is then you have, are they doing that because it's fake or are they doing that because they want to protect it? Mm-hmm. And you could believe it either way. Mm-hmm. That's what's, that's the, that's the whole thing with this whole thing from the start is they're just, you know. There's just not that overwhelming, obvious evidence, you know? It's like there's so many things that are like, well, to this person, like, you know there's people out there that 100% believe because of things that they've seen, you know, and I've seen stuff, but, you know, I can't say that, you know, I've seen anything that's like, oh, that definitely, you know, and that's what's, that's the problem. So I've seen enough that I 100% definitely believe that there's more than what they're telling us. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. So I've got that. Um, what Do I believe in what everybody considers alien or anything like that? I think I'm close. Yeah. There's, but there's definitely still more to it, you know? So yeah. let's go from there. Well, I've had and that's the problem, too, is it, you know, that there's some... What else? What else is it? You know, or what? Where did it come from? Then at that point, I believe there's other stuff going on too. You know, definitely, it's just. I think there's more than we can really. Like we, it's almost there's so much going on that there's as much there's as much going on as there are conspiracy theories about how much is going on. That's right. what I feel. There's as much truth out there as there is, you know, mm-hmm. fake news. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of my suspicion on it. Oh yeah. And it's because I, I listen to, or I have in, in the past, a lot of these people with their eyewitnesses, and so many people are credible, and so many people talk about different things. Mm-hmm. It's like, are they talking about similar things from different perspectives? Mm-hmm. Or are they talking about actual different things? Because typically, 
you'd be able to draw a comparison in there somewhere, and it's not really there a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. But well, and like what I think about is, um, um, so that conference came out, and everybody's talking about um, talking about it in the news, talking you know, talking about it as a real thing or whatever. And then I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Mexican alien thing, if that is fake, I, I could see that being um, trying to release information like that and be like, see, all of it's fake because, um, you know, this is, how, this is how ridiculous you guys are. You, uh, these people thought this was uh, real, too, and it wasn't, you know. Um, well, and you're saying they're going to say all of it's fake, all the stuff they said is real already? Or no? No, like, um, you know, and that's the hard part is who's behind it. So it's hard for me to say. Um, but if it was the government or whatever trying to keep this under wraps, but all of this, um, that conference happened underneath their feet or whatever. Um, it was the Mexican government that was doing the conference. Well, I know. but that's Everybody was already like, hey, I thought we were going to do this together. Right. They're like, no, 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 no. Nobody else's hands in this. Right. There's another thing that pissed people off. Right. But that's the thing. If if you also got to remember that if the, our government's been hiding UFOs, then all the governments have been hiding UFOs. So if there is a conspiracy to uh, cover it up and whatnot, the Mexican government and the United States government could be working on it together to where, you know, it's like you guys, you guys have a conference now and uh, – make a big deal about these mummy aliens, and then when it comes out that they're fake, we'll say that everybody was faking everything. You know, I just, yeah. I don't, I'm just... Well, I, I get kind of what you're saying, too. I mean, because there's definitely other ones that are in contact with something, like all the way back to World War Two, Right. Because there's pretty good evidence that the Nazi regime was. Um, there's eyewitnesses that were saying... That they were involved with the Dracos, and the Dracos and the reptilians are a little bit different, but they're similar. And the Dracos had given anti-gravity technology to the Nazis. That's one of those things that happened down in Antarctica. The Nazis wanted to be down there, Mm -hmm. or were down there. And some of the first human-based spaceships with these alien propulsion and anti-gravity systems were decommissioned uh, Nazi subs. Mm. It was basically submarines in space. Mm. Tic Tacs. Kind of, but they look really like like flying submarines. But that's what they say the Tic Tacs look like. Oh, really? Well, I mean, they look like Tic Tacs, so. Yeah. I saw a funny submarine video. It looks like a big-ass Tic Tac. The other day where they're like, yeah, shut down my Tic Tac. Or whatever. But anyway, it was funny. What do you think? We've been talking about prophecy a lot. And, I mean, for there to be prophecy, there has to be a prophet. And I know you've went to church once or twice. You know what a prophet is, kind of. Kind of. What do you think of that stuff? Like, do you think, I guess my question is, what do you think of the prophets of old? You know, the Koran, the Bible, there's other, uh, I think the Apocrypha would consider be considered from prophets, but that's if you decide if you believe it or not. 
That's like the book of Enoch and the mm-hmm. extra scripture that's taken out. But um, there's some interesting things about the prophets um, in the Old Testament that I've, I, I like. And then people say, well, after Jesus, there weren't prophets anymore. I don't think that's true. I think there are actually a lot more than there were before because of the whole story and how the sanctification after the Messiah's sacrifice happened. They just named Jesus there to verify it for everybody. Well, they basically said before it was there, there were chosen ones, and not everybody got that because living in sin and, and all that, and people had to sacrifice for themselves. Once Jesus came and, and sacrificed himself for everybody, that was different, and the Holy Spirit came down. And that's kind of like what made spiritual awakening a thing, or what the church calls salvation. And it wasn't just a priest or a prophet or these certain people. Kings would be anointed that way too um, back then. But it wouldn't be just these certain people. After the crucifixion with Jesus, it was available to everybody at that point. Um, And it became more of your choice if you were going to allow that or not. And I've kind of come to the the idea that that made almost everybody a prophet if they wanted to be. They talk a lot about spiritual gifts in the New Testament after all that. And the church has some pretty effed up feelings about it on how, you know, that's not a thing anymore. That was only for back then. It's like, well, they kind of just like end the Bible with, hey, you guys are going to be able to do all this stuff. Cut off right there. Like, and they never say... In 2,000 years, you're not going to need this anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, the Old Testament has um, some, they, they tell really good stories about the prophets, and they, and they talk about them. And a lot of those Old Testament prophets were 1,000 years before Jesus was born, stuff like that, talking about not only when he was going to be born, but thousands of years after. Like, some of the stuff that we're talking about in the whole Israel thing is coming from them, Um Isaiah, Jeremiah, some of the other ones. I don't know if Elijah ever did. One thing that really steps out to me is if you really read the story of the prophets, especially in the Old Testament, they all had depression really bad. (laughs) Every single one of them hated their lives. And they, like, Elijah, like, three different times went, can this be over now, please? Please. That's where ignorance is bliss came from. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually he was one of the ones that didn't die that God just took. You know, there was Jesus, there was Elijah, and there was Enoch, apparently. Yeah. And um, eventually God's like, yeah, you've done it. Like, come home type of a situation. But he he begged for a long time. Isaiah was one of the most, I think, popular prophets other than maybe Moses. But um, he was another one, went through a whole bunch of stuff. Some pretty, and you look at it, and you can almost pick out different mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I kind of realized this because I was reading the story of Jonah again, and I'm like, dude, this dude hates his life mm-hmm. and just wants to die, yeah. you know. And God just won't let him, and makes him do all the things, and and it sounds just, right though. Yeah, I just looked back, and I was like, every single one of these prophets has depression and something else. Like, yeah. 
But so you're not one of the ones here for fun. <laughs> well, I think it kind of marks people like that's, you, you know, so I don't know. Right. <clears throat> something about it. That was something that I uh, I pulled out of the, all of that. And and I just thought I would bring it to the, the table today because a lot of the things that we're talking about is what's happening in Israel. Prophecy is... Is is it because of the the end times are coming? Mm-hmm. You know those guys I was just mentioning. Those are the guys that are talking about it. Those are the prophecies that we're we're considering. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also stuff from the end of the New Testament and Revelation, and that was John, which was Jesus's half brother. Um, and then stuff that Jesus said himself. But the rest of it from the Bible is all the the prophets in the Old Testament. Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah. There was Hosea, Amos, Habakkuk, Elijah, Elisha, Moses. Those are the ones I can remember off the top of my head. But there was always one. Samuel was one. Dude before that. I should know this. Can't can't remember, but he was the guy that raised Samuel. But there was always one alive. That's kind of how it worked. Gotcha. You know, and then one would be on the way out, a new one would come up, and it's kind of like Jedi, right? <laughs> you watch Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> of uh, what was I thinking of? Uh, Buddha is it, or not Buddha? Um, Dalai Lama, isn't that kind of how it goes to one of those guys? I don't know much about the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Other than I always assumed it was an actual llama when I was younger. <laughs> it's a doll, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little toy, toy llama. <sighs> yeah, I need to, I, I have expanded my my belief system into opening up to looking into what other people believe is in Muslim, Hindu, that other one over there, <laughs> you know, Eastern religions. But I, I'm really not good with all of the, you know, Buddhism and, and stuff like that. Yeah. One thing that really surprised me is Buddhism is way less a religion than it just is don't be a dick. Yeah, I've always said, like, you know, I'm, you hear it as a religion referred to it that way, but I've always said, you know, I agree with Buddhist principles because I feel like that's more of a, it's just more of a way to look at life or a way to live, you know. I mean, I, it, it, to me, it doesn't. It, and I, I've heard that there are people who have taken it out of proportion, kind of like Christianity, and, and turned it into this religion thing. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to the basics, it is more like a, like a, like principles. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I dig it. Like, I like, you know, here at the Recovery Center, we have the, the new refuge stuff, the, the Dharma books that we, a couple people run meetings on. And I, I like right at the very beginning, it says, we're not trying to get you to believe anything. We actually would like you to believe nothing. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, um, so much of the recovery journey is uh, acceptance and everything, and that's basically so much of what the Buddhist principle is, just accepting life is the way it is and, um, you know, addressing it in the present. And, yeah, 
keeping it simple. That's a really general statement, actually, <laughs> but you yeah. know what I mean. No, I really do. And I've talked about this before. I think that there is a correlation with people that, and this is going to offend somebody, but spiritually awaken deeper. Mm-hmm. There's a correlation with people who spiritually awaken deeper that have went through some co- some sort of, I'm going to pull out SUD, um, substance use disorder, rather than other addictions. But I'll, I guess I can just say addiction. But for me, it's it's been really evident with people with a substance use disorder. And I think that we can connect differently easier differently i don't know what i'm trying to say really but there's a there's a level where we can understand it differently maybe easier maybe not but differently because of what we've had to do and what we've had to overcome Mm -hmm. to get ourselves out of active addiction Mm -hmm. well yeah and as far as that goes that um we have to accept the way we were living, the things we've did were for a reason too. You know what I mean? The shadow work. You know, right. And it's, you know, that's, um, a lot of people don't do that. Well, that's something that I've been dealing with a lot lately is exactly what you just said. And, and it, it really is shadow work, but you know, the last relationship I was in ended over a year ago and it that person was extremely narcissistic and manipulative, but they manipulated me. <laughs> like the beginning of the re- relationship, they manipulated me out of addiction. So, <laughs> you know, I was with this manipulative narcissist, but it did a good thing for me. So I can't, you know, there's a gratitude to have there, you know, and it, and it really shows you the, the duality of our existence, you know, in, in moving forward and, and how you, you've got to have gratitude for all things. And I didn't see this whole time that the relationship with her and I, that good things came out of it. I just saw the hurt and the sadness and, and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I was trying to dig into the shadows of, you know, other aspects of my life. And I was like, wait a minute. Without that negativity in my life, I never would have gotten to any of this other positivity. Mm-hmm. It was a needed stepping stone to get me there. Yeah. And so, and now I've realized that, you know, that's a, that's really brought me to work on forgiving that person specifically and being grateful for those things. Yeah. A lot of people hear me say that, though, and go, you're setting yourself up to be used again. No, no it's, <laughs> it's all about learning from it too. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, so many people, um, see forgiveness as allowing those people that you're forgiving back into your life. Right. And somehow in the last generation or two, that became a connected thing. And I just want those people, if they are listening to us, that forgiving somebody and letting them back into your life is not a connected thing. Right. You have to let that be a connected thing. You have to make that a connected thing. So when I say I forgive my past abuser, I'm not saying 
that I'm allowing a relationship to happen with them. I'm saying I'm setting it free so I'm not holding on to that negativity anymore. Right. So. Yeah. So many people need to hear that because I've told multiple people and they always tend to be like a generation or two, like older. And I'm always like, wait, what are you talking about? I didn't even say that I'm going back to them. They're like, but you just said you forgive them. It's this whole circuit. It's a cycle. Yeah. You know, and goes back to forgiveness is for yourself. Really. Yeah. You know. And I don't know if there was just like an uptick in narcissists back then. So every time you forgave somebody, it was always just going right back to the same abuser or something. Right. Or somebody purposely took over. Because I could see what people call the devil or Satan. <coughs> Excuse me. Making people believe that. You know, mm-hmm. well, if you forgive them, you have to give them another chance. Right. Maybe there was a a radio campaign somewhere, you know, in the 50s that made that a thing. Oh, who knows? Yeah. But uh, it's not real. Right. <laughs> People can stop believing that now. Right. Um, I'd like them to. But. Do you have anything to add to any of the stuff that we've talked about, Adam? Hmm. Not that's coming to mind. I feel like we've been kind of hitting it pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, we're definitely going to hit Israel again until things settle down over there, if they do. Uh, next episode and the following after that. Um, if we get my brother on, we're going to talk about. It's probably going to be more more prophecy and more spiritual. Bible's probably going to jump in even a little bit more than we did, but he's pretty expanded beyond that. He likes to talk about the Nephilim and giants in ancient history and stuff like that, so yeah. we'll probably touch on that with them. That'd be good. But what are your thoughts near-death experiences? NDEs. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a hard one to just jump into. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a way to relate it to, um, you know, what we got going on and whatnot. But um, let's just do a little bit of an overview, and then we'll look into it. This was kind of mm-hmm. our bonus topic today. And what, what I said off air was, if we don't get to it, we'll give it a, a full blast go next time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, that's, I have a little bit to say about it. Yeah. I'm wondering what you thought. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, um, it is good just to kind of give it a little introduction because at the end of the day, this is where I got um, a lot of my beliefs from is just listening to a bunch of these stories, um, uh, like hundreds of them, you know. And uh, uh-huh. so to me, yeah, just a lot of the stuff I believe in is the consistencies I've seen in there and um, – um, you know, just, uh, like we were talking about the acceptance and everything, you know, it's, um, these stories and stuff have really helped me, um, you know, believe that each of us are here for a reason and the path we're on has a mission or something, you know, and do you think we have one reason, one purpose? No, I, I think it like, I mean, me, maybe a maybe like a one big one or whatever, but I think like, I don't know, like to me it's more, um, 
I mean, it probably varies with everybody. It's just, I, I look at it more as a role. We have a role to play well, rather yeah. than a duty to do, you know. Duty. Duty. <laughs> uh. Dude. <laughs> um, trying I, to get a drop out of me, you're not going to get it. <laughs> you said duty enough, I might already have it. I think we, I think it was ruined with other noises and stuff, so we're <laughs> You know I'm going to look. No, I, I agree with that, though. And I was just wondering, because there's a, so many people who get stuck on these terms like soulmates and twin flames and, and stuff. Like, I don't think people really understand what they're talking about when it comes to stuff, stuff like that. You know, karmic contracts. and They're not this Valentine's Day romanticized thing that everybody thinks that they are. They can be, but that's like a percentage of them. And when it comes to your purpose, I think your purpose is constantly changing and evolving. Um, and you hear there's, there's a divine purpose and then there's like, how do the churches say it? They say the divine and holy will of God. And there's another term. I can't remember what it was, but they basically have, there's, there's two different wills of God and there's one that you can, you can change by your own your own free will. And then there's one behind that that's like divine set apart and you can't like it's it's that this is going to happen while you're here and yeah. Yeah. There's stuff that your decisions can affect and there's stuff that your decisions cannot. Right. Like the divine timeline or something like that. Some people call it. Right. And I used to be able to remember the terms, but I think that happens in in the the purpose too, mm-hmm. like you have a, a full out purpose. I think I mentioned that it was kind of like that video game, um, Assassin's Creed, where you get in the the Animus, which is kind of like getting into the Matrix, but you're playing out your ancestors' memories through their DNA, mm. and so what it let you do is you had a quest that you had to follow. But you got to make your own decisions and do your own things and stab that guy or not that guy along the way, you know, as, mm-hmm. as an assassin. So you got to do your own things and decide which way you did your mini quests and stuff like a video game. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I look at it. You know, you have this game that you're playing that has this this linear, uh, you know, pathway, mm-hmm. story mode. Checkpoints. But you have, yeah, you have stuff along the way. So you're gonna start me, get me started with checkpoints and checkout points and mm. jump off points right. and stuff like that, man. Dude, I think I've crossed a couple jump off points pretty recently, and people will say, "What is the one thing when you think you might be having a heart attack? You have this feeling of dread or something mm-hmm. like that, overwhelming fear, feeling of dread." Yeah, and then euphoria, and then you die. Yeah, oh, sorry, that was morbid. I had one one day I was on my way to to work and that's not why I had an overwhelming Mm -hmm. feeling of dread (laughs) but um, it was Justin was working that day so I'm just kidding Mm -hmm. (laughs) no I drove that by this road that I drive by all the time and I just looked down there one day and I just had this like if I go down there today I'm going to die and it I just knew it. 
mm-hmm. somehow. And I kept driving, and then the feeling went away. It was really weird. But I had looked into some reels and some, some videos and listened to some people talk about jump-off points in your spirit and how your spirit knows how it's going to go right. and how some things have, have played out. And your spirit doesn't necessarily communicate that with your flesh because if it did, it would you know get kind of kind of scary that's why this flesh and spirit um like struggle happens especially in like the christian faith it it always seems like they're like you need to cast off the flesh and don't feel what the flesh you know he needs the the spirit needs to increase and the flesh needs to decrease and and all that well, the, the the reason behind that, because they don't, the one thing the Christian church doesn't tell you is why it all works, how it all works. They, they really they really don't. It works with faith and because Jesus wants it to. And that's their sparkly butterfly way of telling you. And that's mm-hmm. what irritates me about them. But how it actually works is your spirit knows some of this stuff because it's existing on the outside of time. And it's not something that's going to be gone when we die. Your flesh is. Right. Your flesh is the body that we're living in right now. That's why your flesh wants the immediate gratification on some things because it knows that it has, hopefully, if it's lucky, 80 to 100 years existence here. But your spirit knows that it's been here already and it's going to be here further on, so it's more patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that struggle that we that we get, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it... And it it's usually, it's even more difficult because we really do experience this density that we're living in, the matrix or whatever, in the, the 3D, which is why the flesh flesh even exists. Mm. So it's a pretty strong thing that you know guides and moves a lot of what happens. Yeah. So that didn't even have anything to do with the near death experiences that I wanted to talk about. Mm. <laughs> Nope, that's all part of it. <laughs> I've had I've had a couple of them with. Um, I think the most. The thing is, is okay. So I had one where I was having heart issues and stuff, and it was in the midst of the worst of my my addiction, and I basically my my heart stopped while I was sleeping. Um. I was already in the hospital for heart-related stuff and just because of, of drinking too much and how unhealthy I was and stuff like that. And my heart stopped one night, and it was like 15 to 20 seconds. They had me on a heart monitor, and they rushed in with, like, a crash cart, like the legit the hospital here in town with paddles out and everything, mm-hmm. not the fun paddles, the electrical ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like, clear, like getting ready for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I woke up, and I was like, what up, everybody? Mm-hmm. There were like six people in this, like, crash cart. And they have, like, this. Right. <laughs> and they're like, you you're good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they started checking me and stuff. They're like, yeah, you like flatlined. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any of the vision or anything that anybody else ever did. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe if it was too short. Yeah, you know, to me, um, I have a lot of thoughts on that, too. And it, I think it's just like everything else. Like, 
these people that have these stories are probably meant to have these experiences to tell these stories so that people like us hear it. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, yeah, I just think, you know, that's part of the plan. Like, um, that's what I've heard from people too, is like, that's what they basically have been told is, you know, um, uh, cause they always get told, you know, you've got to go back to, uh, tell the story or whatever, you know, and, um, that could be a huge part of, I mean, if you're, if, if you're gonna indirectly, but directly, if, um, let people know what happens after death, you know, I mean, that, that would be the way to do it. Um, and then, yeah, just have people get it out there, you know, that could be the whole reason for a lot of that. And I wonder if mine was, it was more of a wake-up call to me, mm-hmm. not something to, to share and be like, this is what happens after death. Mm-hmm. Well, and you might have had a near-death experience and you don't remember it because that's, you know, so many near-death experiencers say that there's more to it. It's just they were made not to remember it, you know, and they, um, so. I, I have thought about looking into hypnotic regression. Right. Um, just for some things. I'd love to see if there's like past life regression, do a past life regression. I was just listening to somebody else the other day and they were talking about how they always talk about how people will call out to the name of Jesus when they think that they're getting abducted by aliens Mm. and it'll stop. Mm. And this guy finally came on and was like, I hate to burst your guys' bubble, but I'm almost almost 100% positive that you're doing that when you're coming back to after the experience is already done hmm. and they're bringing you back. Probably. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You know, so he's like, I've, I've, I have my own, and, and he talked, they had a whole podcast about it, mm-hmm. but he's like. Yeah, because what would you remember? The yeah. very beginning <laughs> and yeah. the very end, and it would seem like the same event. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you would think that it was starting and then you would call out to the name of Jesus and all of a sudden it would it would it's it's over. Yeah. But I have I almost wonder like I really think I really think that some of my experiences when I look at them I thought it was one thing, but it might have actually been an abduction. And I've even told you about the ones where I feel felt like I was like dropped back into my body. Mhm. Where it almost felt like it was like floating over my bed type of a situation. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, you know all that. So much of that stuff could be aliens and God and all that could be so much more intertwined than you know we like to believe, you know, or whatever. I mean, a lot of the stories could be um, similar. I mean, just take the rapture. The rapture could be the aliens coming and beaming a bunch of us up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, that it's, it just happens to be that we're dealing with something from above that we don't understand in both cases. There's a whole bunch of somethings, I think. Right. I still believe that there's one guy, one one guy, one personality, one consciousness mm-hmm. over all the other ones, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what. And I, yeah, I, I gotta I believe choose, that. Yeah, I choose to call higher power, um, you know, heavenly father, whatever. But I don't like the term God. Not 
because of my issues with the church, but because of things that I've heard about the the pagan usage of it and how that might have been a sneaky way for a Satan figure to get in and get us confused. <laughs> the actual term God was originally G-A apostrophe A-D, and it was the actual name of a pagan deity from Celtic? Norse, something like that. I can't remember, but um, and then that's where that that word actually comes from. Mm-hmm. And it eventually came just to mean deity, which I don't think if we we know the name of our higher power, that we should just call him deity, because I don't feel like maybe he does, but I don't think he, he looks down and goes human, like he he has our names, you know. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's the thing. He doesn't... Uh, he just gave me a good one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, Human. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what were no. we talking about? I was now? just saying, like, you know, we call God, God, and that's he's supposed to be a deity. That's what he is. So oh, it's, like, yeah. it's like if he was to look down on us and not say, you know, my son Adam... My son Mitchell, or whatever, he'd just be like, yeah, human. Well, and, th- and that's what I was, I mean, he has the ability to know our name. Guess what? He hasn't told us our his name, I mean, to our face. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that, and, um, but, that you know, so. I feel like it's pretty close, and people have decided to not believe it, you know? Like, not right to our face, but I feel like if you, like, there have been people who have, unearthed the original translations of those conversations where he said, hey, this is my name. And we still choose to use yeah. wrong terminology. I, and, and for me, it just goes back to um, we're, no matter what, it's still human language. It's still, you know, it's still language that's evolved and translated and um, to me, like, you know, God doesn't, whatever I think God is, um, doesn't need to have a name, like, because even, like you said, like, I grew up in the church, and it, when I started my prayers, it was, uh, Dear Heavenly Father, you know, yeah. and um, and so I, I find myself still saying that most of the time and stuff. And, well, I think uh, that's kind of a title. You know, and, and, and that's, but that's, that's a what good I'm, one. But that's what I'm getting at is it's um, whoever it is is whoever I'm talking to, and I don't think they need to me to know their name because so it's, it's the feeling is my communication. So what you're saying is intention matters. Yeah. I, that's the way it, it should be with a lot of things, and I, I think that attention, intention definitely matters. Mm-hmm. But that also brings to, to light ignorance is bliss. If you don't know, then intention is going to get you a long way. But I feel like my own prayer and meditations, he's said to me, you know what my real name is, stop using these terms. And then I look at other people and go, well, you know what these names are. He doesn't like that. 
but it, maybe they haven't had that same conversation, and I can't be judge. You know, I can't be judging from that. Right. Yeah, because in yeah, it and it, still, it's still not. You know, that's a personal thing for you. Yeah, that means nothing for everybody else in the world. Right. And that's and that's more my point is. Um, it can be different to everybody um, because, it, you know, and maybe that is ignorance or whatever, but I'm somebody that I can't, I'm not going to say that I know anything unless it's well, right there and slaps Well, me that's why face, I don't start, I, I don't go out and I'm yelling at the, the street corner, mm-hmm. this is what it was told to me right. and you're all going to hell if you, if you don't, you right. know, but I don't believe in hell too. Um right. It's for you. You know, it's it was for me. And if there is judgment involved, if you don't do these things, I'm now putting other people in, in danger, possibly prematurely. Yeah, you know? and that's a good point, too. I feel the same way. Like, I, I never want to push my beliefs on anybody because mm-hmm. uh, I understand that I might be wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just the way it is. Like, I have enough humility to know that. Well, the, the, I, I think the biggest thing is is – our heavenly Father, the Creator, it, He is the 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 holiest, purest intention. Mm-hmm. That's just at the end of the day, it's what He is. Mm-hmm. So, good intention. I mean, that's where where the thought the it's the thought that counts comes from. Mm-hmm. Attention, intention isn't everything because mm-hmm. you can intend things and still have bad things happen. Mm-hmm. But it's going to get you a long way, especially if you're not 100 percent sure if if it's right. Mm-hmm. So, having a good intention. Is, is still a good thing. Right. My life hasn't allowed me to stay somewhere that simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always like to pull out other little mm-hmm. other little things to see if anybody else has anything to add. Yeah. Which I'm going to throw out there right now on the airwaves to our listeners. If you guys have any comments, there are ways to do that through YouTube, uh, Facebook. Go to redacted recover your mind at facebook i'm not sure how it works but we do have a facebook we do have the youtube you can search us on both of those takes comments both of those you can leave um, um, questions or anything that you want maybe something that you want us to talk about maybe there's something we talked about that doesn't sit right with you and you want us to look into it some more i'm willing to to do that kind of stuff i'm sure adam loves feedback all of it You know, the good and the bad and the ugly. That's what my life is all about. <laughs> but we would we would really love to hear from you guys. If you could like us on those pages, subscribe if you can, follow whatever it is on the different platform, that, that'd be sweet. But, um, yeah, with that, Adam, I think we covered quite a bit of our, our topics. Do you have anything to add? Is there anything you would like to put out on the airlines today? Uh, nope, not that I can think of. Um, why don't you give everybody your best toodaloo? Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, guys. Have a good one.